0: Hello and welcome to the UUCSV podcast. I'm Evan Yannick and I'm glad you're listening. Our church's mission in the Swannanoa Valley is to create an open, active, and welcoming liberal religious community that nurtures spirituality, inspires growth and learning in the search for truth, and challenges us to live our values conscientiously through service and example. This week's service was led by Dr. Mark Wallenak's who is a professor of religion and chair of faculty at Mars Hill University. He spoke about the Chinese book Tao Te Ching. It was a very enlightening look at a text that has influenced humanity for over 2,000 years. I hope you enjoy.
1: Good morning, my old friends. Good morning. It's good to be back. It's perhaps my 13th, 14th, or 15th time to be, I don't know who's counting, but it's always good and such an honor to be called here again. I'm talking today about a translation of the Tao Te Ching that I spent the past year, two years doing, and what I've learned from it. I've spent, uh, I received this this past week on Thursday, positive word from Fortress Press that is interested in publishing it. So I don't have a contract yet, and I don't want to jinx the good news, but uh, there's may, maybe a publishing in, in my future. If you would like the latest version with yesterday's timestamp on it, there's an email sign up outside this room, or you can write your email back on the back of a $20 bill. Just make it, (laughs) just make it, just make it legibly. Now let's get to it. There are two kinds of living or being spiritual or religious, ascending and descending. Ascending is trying to be on top. Superior, self-righteous, and this is often interpreted as wanting to be pure, right, and tight with God. And that is the way probably most people prefer. It can turn into a kind of self-preoccupation with one's own righteousness and self-superiority. For this aspiring to a sin often leads to comparison with others, competition tension and even wars because the person on the climbing ladder or escalator usually thinks finally only about themselves because at the top of the ladder room is scarce only one person fits alone and lonely then there is the descending way of living leaning into simplicity Studying to be part of a bigger whole, getting off the ladder upwards altogether to discover a level community below. Practice not becoming famous. (laughs) Letting go of the ego, don't build up. Descending, one is more aware of other people. And this creates a spirit of generosity and not of scarcity. Most of us don't descend though. We mostly cling and do not let go, getting spiritual rope burn in the process, (laughs) trying to ascend, often killing ourselves and others in the process. Fearful of hitting the bottom, we build all kinds of insurance against descending. We don't like not being on top, not ascending, not increasing, for have we not been taught to climb? Can I get a witness? To make a name for ourselves and prove how great and unique we are. Thomas Merton, whom you know, said we may spend our whole lives climbing the ladder of success only to find when we reach the top the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. (laughs) Do you know any ego that would willingly suffer a descent from such a height? Everything we need and ever wanted is down at the bottom. I mean, only oceans and bodies of water are found in the lowest places on earth. Rivers from everywhere flow into them. From these, all life has emerged and all life is sustained. There's a wisdom shared around the world about the truths that one can only find at the bottom. In the dark places, there's Jewish mysticism, Christian monastics, Islamic Sufism, Buddhist, no self teachings, and for today, Chinese Taoism. In the September eighteen issue of the Atlantic magazine, its editors reported out the results of its big question. They had asked a couple of months earlier on Twitter, what book or article would you make required reading for everyone on earth? And the Tao Ching was the fourth listed after Fahrenheit 451, Silent Spring and the brothers Karamazov. So, I've lived with, and I have taught this 2,500-year-old Chinese text for four decades on two continents. Tao has always been a touchstone for me, a magnetic north, a way to clarity in frenetic and uncertain times, which we have right now. Tao has been a minder and a reminder of patience, of not competing, letting go. Descending and not working my ego Tetris type into every endeavor. I'm convinced that not only can we, but we should descend down to the Taoist water table in every and any situation. From the boardroom to the caucus hall to the classrooms to the streets. And I think we suffer when we don't. We all know that our usual named spiritual traditions, we won't name them here, but they're all in decline. Why? Because they have civil wars within and uncivil wars without. They want to ascend, they want to remain number one, and they're not attracting folks anymore. So I think this world is ready to hear yet again, the Tao's wisdom. So I spent the last two years translating the Tao Te Ching from its Chinese origins. This text is the second most translated in the world after the New Testament. What have I learned from a 2,500 year old text from the other side of the world? First two warnings, I guess they're trigger warnings. Anyway, you may not like what I have to say here. I think of two attitudes in the room right now and I share both of them. Uh, Attitude one is the unquestioned nature of capitalism in our society. While this economic system is the one that we all bring home the bacon in, which has structured all our retirements, yes, which has built this wonderful facility and from which we all benefit, the Dow is anti-competitive, not interested in branding itself, or advertising its reputation, or, or building anything through market forces. Capitalism is an ascending way of life, one of winners and losers but Tao is a retiring principle laid back and cool to use our 1960s slang. Capitalism is about ownership. Tao shows that ownership comes with a high tax attached to it. A person operating with Tao is uniquely and actively not interested in getting rich or famous or competing because Tao is like water. And here's where I read some of my translation. What would water do? Verse eight tells us, dwell in lowly settings. Tune the strings of your heart mind down in the fathomless places. There, earn a master's in humane relationships. Speak simply. When governing, practice skilled fairness. In daily work, practice competence. From such skills, one will know the timing of every justice. What would water do? Stay low. Or there's verse 66, which I called power to the low. Consider how lakes and oceans enlarge because they, being the lowest, welcome every stream and river. Naturally, seeking the lowest is what makes itself great. So the one who would be chief on high must be the humble servant of the low. By following the people is her progress measured. The best leader seems weightless. Her subjects feel no threat or harm. So no one tires of praising her. Now the second attitude, which is also with me is that of the social justice warrior attitude that quickly reacts often in anger to injustice, to bullying, to inequity. We turn on the news habitually, and our blood pressure rises at the latest national or international stupidity or outrage habitually? And do you feel and think as I did, if just, if only I were in charge, things would not happen this way? Yeah, you can raise your, yeah, you can get a yeah. Well, Taoism asks us, first of all, to retire from outrage, withdraw being in charge of the universe, and adapt to Tao's often slow, glacial ways of changing things from the inside out and from the bottom up like water dripping on and carving a stone for millions of years, change will come. And that change is beautiful. Real change does does not come through the barrel of a gun. Sorry, Mal. But through the kind of patient gardening process that every parent knows. As Bruce Lee commented, be like water making its way through the cracks. Do not be assertive, but adjust to the object and you'll find a way through it or around it. If nothing within you stays stays rigid, outward things will disclose themselves. Empty your mind and be formless like water, shapeless like water. If you put water in a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. Put in a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Be water, my friend. Okay, Mark. What is this Tao? Well, it's inscrutable. It's unscrewable. Were it a Western idea, we would call it God, but God without human form or personality or personhood. Like a God, Tao creates and brings beauty and, and, and life to all creation. And we are each of us infused with its presence already. We're each infused. Every particle of the world operates by Tao's DNA. For example, your hormone and your respiratory and your circulation and your kidneys are all working right now in deep background. You did not order it to by your executive function, did you? That's the Tao at work that you breathe naturally without thinking about it. And your heart beats without your interruption is the Tao at play. But what is Tao? Don't know. It's unnameable. It's unimaginable. We just know it by observing the way, and the way is another word for Tao. We understand the way things work and cooperate and process. Verse 21, how do I know? What is this Tao? It's entirely non-conceptual. It's essential nature is known only by its latent forms and elusive feel. How very hidden and obscure its essence and its core, yet this obscurity empowers its inherent life force. Since ancient times until today, its commission has never been absent. We bear witness to how Tao began and changes all things. How do I know this? Intuition. Tao is always leaving a quiet tracing of its ways. Okay, it is possible to, ups- to interrupt the Tao One example would be an expert piano player who suddenly overthinks every note and chord. Guitar players, you know I'm talking about too. And you freeze. Another example would be to take drugs and develop a lifestyle that interrupts the natural operations and rhythms of your body. To do anything that interrupts or weakens these operations is anti-dowell. Now, I'm going to speak a lot about wu-wei in the next few minutes because cooperating with a Tao is like wu-wei, which literally means non-action, but that's not it exactly. But it's better translated as natural action or not interrupting or not blanking with things, not interfering with what is already at work in the natural order of things. Because as we ascend, those of us on the ascent line, we can interrupt so much with our egos hell bent on ascent. We in our control freaking. Control freakers anonymous, we meet after the after the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But with with our my highway, my way or the highway thinking. Just look at how we've interrupted our Earth's natural processes. Practicing one way would be to cooperate with the way things already are and are meant to be. Think of Wu Wei as non-manipulative steering. Yes, we're actively able to engage the world, but not with our thumbs on the scales, or one's ego doing the driver. Drive. You know what? You know you've been passed by people by ego heads driving their cars. The practice auto driver and the in the Taoist ideas is, is going to be the one that anticipates the turns and the curves, but to oversteer or to turn at the wrong time or the wrong place ends up in certain calamity. The Tao way is to drive gently anticipating your turns, executing them at the right time, without overthinking, without overanticipating, because everything else and anything else ends in injury. So think of it as just driving like up to Montreat and back. You, you don't try to take the last turn first. Please don't do that. You want to take them as he comes. Wu Wei is Tao Te Ching's most inspirational f- principle. It means less of this practice of that patriarchal approach to life and its problems, in which that masculine worldview tends to see and then address and then fix by manipulation, mansplaining, and heroic problem solving. Instead, the Taoist is counterculturally feminine non-interfering, receptive, open, womb-like, a valley instead of a pointed peak, a process instead of a result. Wu Wei is wisdom, the wisdom of knowing how, not knowing that. There's a famous story in which a butcher tells his master, the Chinese king, how he cuts up an ox. At first he confessed he suffered very greatly, overthinking his tasks and dulling many knives in the process. But after years, his instinct sort of took over. And he says, now my senses stand still and my spirit acts as it will. My knife never dulls. That is Wu Wei. It is not inactive, but it is active in intelligent, wise ways. Let me give four practical examples of Wu Wei in your life and mine. Ever had a sticky lock, key wouldn't go in? You jam it, you force it, what happens? It breaks off. Instead, (laughs) jiggle the key to find that little sweet spot. That's Wu Wei. Second is of a sailor trying to force forward progress in a strong headwind. Pointing the boat directly into the headwind, you go make backwards progress. But just turn that rudder at alternating 45 degree angles and you tack and you get to where you're going. The third example is if you're caught in an ocean riptide, and some of you may have. The way to lose your life is to struggle against it. To save it, go with the tides flow until the energy dissipates, and then you swim on home. The fourth is by a recent novel by Richard Powers. I highly recommend Richard Powers, The Understory, published a couple years ago about the hidden power of trees. He quote, I quote this Wu Wei practice, The best and the easiest way to get a forest to return to any plot of land is to do nothing, nothing at all, and do it for less time than you might think. Practicing Wu Wei is the practice of misfitting, being unaccustomed doing what people on the ascent think is unexpected because the Taoist is a misfit in our cultural views, a subversive, a counter cultural misfit for you cooperate with a lower different energy and consciousness than the usually ascending consciousness that created the problems in the first place. How do you change the world? No one has ever changed the world for good or for the good, by coming in with a hard set bunch of attitudes, with direct confrontation, by belittling? Did the wars in your lifetime ever really solve much? Think about the war on drugs. The world gets changed by subversive, woo way driven misfits. Little by little, off the media focus. Most misfits know the value of that descending ladder. If you're a business person, you know it as servant leadership. The Tao asks us to remember how when pushing and straining against the grain, the fruit often produced is exactly opposite of what you want. For example, preparing for a righteous war or a righteous argument, for example, has never worked out as planned because we do not consider the unintended consequences. Fighting an enemy with self-righteous certitude often ends up organizing and energizing that enemy even more. Just try to engage a troll online. Because in our pushing, we integrate our egos and our control-freaking tendencies, however latent, and we provide more oxygen for the enemy. And so airplanes get shot down by accident just because someone has meditated and prepared for war. Verse 69 puts it this, it's called the better strategy. Military specialists have this axiom, better to defend than to invade, better to retreat a foot than to advance an inch. The secret is this, advancing without a spectacle, rolling up one's sleeves without a display of arms, defeating without attacking, seizing but without weapons. There is no greater calamity than belittling your enemy. You just lose your three virtues of mercy, simplicity, and humility. Therefore, I love this, when two equally matched forces face off, the strategist of compassion prevails. What I've learned and keep on relearning is that Taoism makes us into the original misfits that we were born to be. Misfits may be an off-putting word, but I use it intentionally to describe how important it is to grow unaccustomed to the customary unused to the usual. Why? Because if we're not misfits in culture, I guarantee that culture will outfit us, giving us the uniforms, the spending habits, its mediocre norms, it's consumption of news, and we will sleepwalk sleepwalk through whatever is left of life for us. Anyone would like to do that? Just show your hands. The Ching is rather frank in its purposed interruption of our conventional selves. It assumes that we may have lost our original minds, listening to the milk and honey tunes of the Pied Pipers of our culture, to pursue things that don't last, because in our ascending lifestyles, we work jobs we don't like, to buy things we don't need, to impress people we don't care about. It's messed up. Luxury, status, pleasure, seeking approvals, likes on social media, These evaporate quickly, yet in their shallow waters we will drown. Verse 22 reminds us, emptying brings completion. The humbled have a foretaste of completion. The twisted alone will understand what's straight. Only exhausted will find renewal. When you have a little, you gain much. If you have much, you lose your way. Therefore, the sage clings only to the one even as she models it for everybody. Not focused on self, all know her. Not focused on being right, all see her as a model. Not needing to show off, assures her success. Not a glory seeker, her glory lasts forever. Not a disputer, the sage has no one under heaven to dispute her. Take that, Mr. President. Let me end with an emphasis that that my fellow Christians hate to contemplate. And by the way, I am a Baptist minister. If my fellow Christians took this Taoist line that I'm about to say, Christian churches would close within the month. Here you go, ready? We're already enough. Already perfected, originally silent, wonderful, good, kind, Original harmony, goodness, peace, and silence are already baked in creation. Every particle or human can be a wise teacher for every other because thou, the source of everything, leaves a witness to itself in every particle. We don't have to ascend, just stay low. Stay where we are. What would water do? Because in the end, we're just waves on the ocean. No wave is better or worse than another. Some ways will think they're higher, higher in status, ascending to the heights, but their downfall is as sure as gravity. Other ways are more like troughs, 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 the space between the higher waves. Here you'll find the humble, those who already know their end and who practice humility and kindness. Each wave, each life arises from the ocean water and to the larger ocean it will return. No calculus exists to make a wave last longer. The wave was once not and then is for a while and then is not again. It has no past or future, just a present moment. Meditating on this is wisdom. I conclude my notes in the Tao Te Ching and this morning's talk like this after about 5,000 Chinese characters, which begin with an admonition against words. Here is the end of it all, the secret sauce. Let words fade away, serve, give, focus on others' good. Ascending, the worlds we make are no more than waves rising for a moment on the ocean. So give in to Wu Wei. Whatever struggles and triumphs there are, we're gonna soon merge back into the great ocean of Tao. So in the meantime, be of good cheer, of love. Serve whenever possible. What more important things can one ever, ever do? Thank you.
0: Thanks again for listening. Next week we'll hear from our own Reverend Michael Carter who will speak on the potential adoption of an eighth principle by the UUA. This aligns with the celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King's life. If you are interested in learning more about the potential eighth principle, you can go to www.eighthprincipleuu.org. That's the number 8 T H principleuu.org. Have a great week.